Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. How U.S. debt influences the housing market. Seniors are holding a record amount of home equity, says recent report. And how to pay taxes like Donald Trump. You are listening to Heckam World Weekly. It's the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. You can listen to us here at HeckamWorld.com or on iTunes or Podbean. Welcome back, and hopefully you enjoyed your weekend. Your host, Shannon Hicks, here. In our first story, we're going to look at the influence of U.S. federal debt on the housing market. Now, as you know, the federal government is setting a new record, an unparalleled record in spending. And so far this year, it's $9.1 trillion has been spent, much of that thanks to the novel coronavirus pandemic that hit our shores this winter. $9.1 trillion, by the way, is four times as much as the federal government spent in 2005. One thing we know for certain, both housing prices and U.S. debt are continuing to grow. Today, our nation's debt actually exceeds our GDP or gross domestic product. So we have record low interest rates, and that has created pent-up demand for home purchases, and it's driving up home values. And while that's good news for homeowners, some analysts fear an extended period of monetary easing that's increasing the money supply could potentially create significant inflation in the near future. Now, despite record levels of debt, several economists are actually bullish on our future economic outlook. TheMReport.com reports Fannie Mae's economics team is expecting a Q3 real gross domestic product to grow at an annualized pace of 30.4%. Now, that represents an increase from Fannie's earlier August forecast of 27.2%. For the full year of 2020, the report is projecting a 2.6% contraction in the gross domestic product, and that's an improvement over the earlier forecast of 3.1%. So yes, we are going to be in a recession, at least initially. Now, Fannie Mae also reported, quote, as of this writing, COVID-19 cases in the U.S. continue to trend downward, though they are rising again in much of Europe and could spike here as well. Furthermore, if and when vaccines become widely available and utilized, it will likely affect the path of future consumer behavior. Additionally, uncertainty surrounding fiscal and other policies remains high as the election approaches. Now, there is one saving grace of our national debt is the low interest rates. But unfortunately, it also means that home prices are being artificially inflated because of the increased demand that is created by cheap money in the low interest rates. And that's a topic we actually discussed last week on our edition of Friday's Food for Thought. So be sure to look at that as well. Senior homeowners are holding on to a record amount of home equity, according to a recent report. Reverse Mortgage Daily reports that the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association's Risk Span Reverse Mortgage Market Index, which is reported each year, is showing market increases. In fact, in the second quarter of 2020, seniors' equity increased approximately $134 billion, and that brings up the total equity held by senior homeowners to $7.7 trillion. Now, should an older homeowner be concerned about holding on to so much equity? Well, for that answer, be sure to watch today's latest edition of the Industry Leader Update. That's on heckamworld.com if you're not there already. 
In our latest episode, we asked the question if they should take their winnings, that is their accumulated equity, off the table. In several ways, they might accomplish that. Now, the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has really continued to impact the financial well-being, not only of American seniors, but everyone in the U.S. And it's also cut off many people from access to the retirement lifestyle they planned on. The most recent risk span index, which was published by the Care Center for Retirement Research at the Boston College, found that 55% of those working age households in the U.S. are now at risk of being unable to maintain their pre-retirement standard of living due largely to the COVID-19 pandemic, said Steve Irwin, Normalist president, in the announcement of the report. You, our listeners, reverse mortgage professionals, you know full well that this is a really unique opportunity that we're seeing today. We have record high home values. We have historically low interest rates and the need for retirement cash flow perhaps has never been greater, especially for those that have taken a financial hit due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There's been quite a bit of talk in the news about just how little President Donald Trump may have paid in taxes over the last few years, something that he called smart during the last presidential election cycle. And this is largely due to the provisions that would have allowed him to use business losses in one year to offset income in other years. And guess who creates these loopholes? If you guess Congress, you can give yourself a pat on the back. Now, Forbes outlines several ways that one can pay taxes like Donald Trump. In other words, keep them incredibly low or at least reduce them or even in some instances to create tax-free retirement income. So eight ideas are presented, including leveraging an employer's 401k plan, the Roth IRA, maxing out your health savings account contributions, which I think is a great idea, and long-term capital gains, and of course, deductions for losses to name a few. Now, when it comes to home equity, Forbes' Eric Carter says this, there are several ways to get tax-free income from your home. One is to simply live in it. You can also take a reverse mortgage against your home, which is just what it sounds like. Instead of you paying the mortgage company, the mortgage company pays you, and it's not considered taxable income. You also get to keep your home as long as you live in it. One side note, and I'm not being picky here, but just bear with me. I really do take issue with the use of the word income. In fact, you never want to use that term with an accountant or a professional financial planner, and here's why. Income actually increases one's net worth. A reverse mortgage does no such thing because it's debt. Debt actually reduces your net worth. You know that. So what a reverse mortgage does is creates cash flow, not income, cash flow in the form of loan proceeds, depending on how they choose to take them. A very important distinction. Now, finally, they suggest in the Forbes article, getting back to Mr. Eric Carter's comments, you may decide to free up some equity by downsizing as long as you've lived in the home as your primary residence for two out of the last five years, you will pay no capital gains tax up to $250,000 of gain for a single individual or up to $500,000 for a married couple that is filing jointly in their taxes. And like any other investment, he says, the home can also pass on to the heirs with a step up in cost basis that can reduce or completely eliminate any tax on the lifetime gain if that property is sold. 
thank you for joining us this week for our 640th episode of Heckam World Weekly. If you're on iTunes, be sure to subscribe. That way you never miss an upcoming episode. And if you're not there already, HeckamWorld.com has our latest breaking video commentary analysis and also our monthly Top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. You can leave your comments and also inputs for future stories on the podcast page at Heckam World. We have a separate page for each weekly episode, so be sure to do that as well. Thanks again for joining us, and be sure to return next week for more reverse mortgage news on the go.